Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash alam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. From the podcast team at Qalam, we wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month, you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras, and khutbas, all from our new campus, Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rasuli wa khatamil anbiya wa ala alihi laskiya wa ashabihi latqiya. Amma ba'd. When a person sees a goal that's worth its weight and actually carries some value, you begin to notice that not everyone sees the value that you see. And not everyone is willing to take on the challenges to accomplish this goal. Most high goals that exist require sacrifice. They require change. And unless you have the right fuel, you won't be able to make it there. Some don't even bother trying. Having the right ambition in life is so important, not only for your own personal spiritual growth, but to excel in life in general. There's a hadith narrated by Imam Tirmidhi rahmatullahi alayhi from Abu Sa'id al-Khudi radiallahu anhu. He says, the Prophet ﷺ says, لَن يَشْبَعَ الْمُؤْمِنُ مِنْ خَيْرٍ يَسْمَعُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونَ مُنْتَهَاهُ الْجَنَّةَ That a believer will never be satisfied of good that he hears until he ends up in paradise. And what that means is that when a person hears and sees and feels that there is good somewhere, a true believer won't walk away from it. They won't take two steps and then three steps back they will continue to take steps forward and allow their ambition to push them until some point or another they actually make it. 
Many of us have experienced the benefit of being a part of the masjid. We've had experiences of the past, in, our, in our past life where reading the Qur'an and making dua has brought us good. We see the khayr there. But unfortunately, ambition is where we lack. People walk away quickly. They're not willing to commit. Rasulullah tells us that the one who fears will leave early. So for example, if I have to be somewhere, I can either be careless and just leave random, at a random time without planning it out carefully and I'll be late. I'll miss, the, I'll miss my train if I'm going somewhere. But the one who's particular, they arrive to the airport earlier. They leave early. And they ensure that they've put their effort and planning and time into ensuring that they don't miss this goal, that they accomplish what it is that they find to be beneficial. أَلَا إِنَّ سِنْعَةَ اللَّهِ غَالِيَا أَلَا إِنَّ سِنْعَةَ اللَّهِ الْجَنَّةِ That if people would leave early because they want to catch a train, or because they find value in picking up the new iPhone on its launch morning, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what He's offering you is much more valuable than all of this. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is offering us is Jannah. In the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of these people who have that high, that high ambition, and who are willing to push themselves and go further above and beyond everyone else. He says in Surah Hazab, مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ رِجَالٌ صَدَقُوا مَا عَهَدُ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِ That from believers, from the believers, among the believers are men who are true to what they promised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They made a commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are true to that commitment. فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَضَى نَحْبَهُ among them are those who fulfilled his vow. They made a promise to Allah and they fulfilled it. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَنْتَظِرُ And there is another one that is still awaiting for his chance to fulfill his commitment. وَمَا بَدَّلُوا تَبْدِيلًا They did not alter, walk away, deviate from their commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly in Surah Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 19, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ وَسَعَى لَهَا سَعْيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا And, وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ The one who desires the life that, will, that is to come hereafter. وَسَعَالَهَا سَعْيَهَا And is willing to strive for it. Really commit to it. وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ With the condition that this person believes in Allah. فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا This person, their strive, that person's struggle is thanked and appreciated by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not everyone is the same when it comes to their ambition. There are some people that when it comes to their tests, they're willing to just pass. If they pass, they're happy. That's what they say before the test, before the results come out. That if I pass, I'm a happy man. That's all I need to do. But there are other people that are not okay with the pass and fail. They want that highest grade because they understand the value of life. They understand the value of themselves that I'm not some low garbage lying on the ground that I'll take leftovers. This is my life. This is my opportunity to shine. That person is happy with selling what everyone else is selling in the market. And we understand that their net worth, if they continue on this trajectory, will be here. I'm not happy with here. What I want is here and I want above that. I'm speaking from a worldly perspective. You see, successful people have ambition. They're not okay with monotony. They're not okay with just being stuck in someone else's created box. That this is how you will live your life. You will get your car, go into debt. 
You will go to college and go into debt. You will then buy a house and go into debt further. And then you'll get married and go into further debt. And the rest of your life you'll do is pay, paying back that debt. That's a system that you have here. Live by that and don't speak. You shouldn't have an opinion on other things. Stay busy paying your debts off. Stay busy in your life. But then there are those people who have ambition and say, I'm not happy with this. I don't want that. I don't want this nine till four and I'm not telling you to leave your jobs, right? But I want something more. I have that hustle in me. I'm burning on 93, not 87. The other cars burn on 87. I need 93. I need the fuel, that, that, that premium fuel. And for that, these people, they have high ambition. These are people who accomplish something. These are people who change communities and change society and have the potential to change humanity. But it starts with having that ambition to change yourself. Today's activist has the ambition to change the world, but doesn't have the strength to change themselves, change their self. But the problem is that you can't change anyone unless you first direct that energy to yourself. That I need to, be, I need to bring change in myself. If I can bring change here, I then have potential to change other people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَبُرَ مَخْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَن تَقُولُوا مَا لَا تَفَعَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger is very intense on those people. كَبُرَ مَخْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ How grave of a crime is this? With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you say that which you are not willing to do. This is by definition what hypocrisy is, and human beings, they, they dislike hypocrisy. No one wants to be near a hypocrite. They want to see someone who follows through. We look at the greatest example of Ulu al Himma, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was an example of Ulu al Himma, ambition. There's Dunu al Himma, no ambition. Ulu al Himma, high ambition. This was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Where every day for those first 13 years, doors were closed on him. I don't know how many nights Khadija radiallahu anha must have calmed, his wife must have calmed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to sleep that we'll get through it tomorrow. Abu Jahal is, a, is saying foul things and he's torturing Sahaba and killing Sahaba and the Muslims are a minority and things are so tough. Some days you just feel like it took so long to get this far and then now we're back to square one. You're just puzzled and lost. You begin to think if it's even worth it or not. But it, it's always worth it. It's always worth it because even if you fail, you have to realize you will be an inspiration for someone else. Someone else will come. You know, Sumayya radiallahu anha had ulu al-himma. She was the first martyr in Islam. She had great ambition. Willing to give her life for it. As far as she was concerned, you know, on that day there were hardly any Muslims Maybe if it was you or I, we would think that I'm about to die for a cause that's going to die in a few days. This is not going to get anywhere. We have no, nothing going for us. You think Sumayya radiallahu anha that day being the first lady who was killed for the sake of her religion in Islam, you think that lady, that first lady, you think she had any idea that today in Carrollton, Texas, we'd be talking about her? Her name is etched in history. Not necessarily because she achieved outcomes, but because she had ambition. Willing to sacrifice for that ambition. These are people who lay a path before us to walk on. And young men and women will come until the day of judgment. Who will look at ambitious people who came before them and say, If they did it, I can do it too. You know, when I was young, I was born to a convert to Islam. My mother was not a born Muslim. 
And this is something that really held me back for many years of my life because I thought that I was disadvantaged to those people who were born with Muslim parents. How they had so much Islamic influence and how they had so much Islamic knowledge. And here I was, this scrawny kid from small town Kentucky who barely had any access to Islamic knowledge. But you know, I always thought to myself that the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that gave the Sahaba the tawfiq to serve the deen, He could give it to me if He wanted. And I had... I won't say I had ambition. I'm making dua to Allah that we all have ambition. But I'll tell you one thing. I didn't stop dreaming. I kept making dua to Allah. Ya Allah, accept me for the khidmah of the deen. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us all to continue to you know, serve the deen and to be people who are there to support one another and to help each other see good and, and walk that path. The Qur'an is full of messages that encourage us of ulu al-himma, ambition. When I look at organizations like this right here, that are here to give ambition, they have hope. People have given up on those that are needy and those that are forgotten. And then you have Muslims across the world and people, humanity at large, that says, no, we're not going to forget those that are needy. We're going to stand up. We're going to stand with them. The famous Arabi poet Mutanabbi, he said, وَلَمْ أَرَى فِي النَّاسِ عَيْبًا كَنُقْسِ الْقَادِرِينَ عَلَى التَّمَامِ وَلَمْ أَرَى I do not see a deficiency that is as distasteful as the deficiency of the person who is fully capable of completing a task but still willingly chooses not to. That for me is the most disgusting thing. This person has full capacity to complete the task. They're physically capable of doing it. But they don't have drive. They don't have ambition. Think of the ambition of Rasulullah as he's walking out of Ta'if, refusing to give up, refusing to let go of his mission. Think of the ambition of Rasulullah as he's burying his uncle Hamza radiallahu where a person begins to think, what's going to happen next? I just lost my dear uncle in a battle. He kept going. Ja'far bin Abi Talib radiallahu Think of this man's ambition. He's fighting in the battle of Muta. His right arm is cut off. He throws his flag into the left hand. And then his left arm is cut off. He grabs it with whatever remains of his shoulders until a spear is thrusted through him. The man had ambition. Even on his deathbed, he's unwilling to let go of his dream. One sahabi of Rasulullah by the name of Rabi'ah bin Ka'ab al-Aslami. Rabi'ah bin Ka'ab al-Aslami. He says, كُنْتُ أَبِيتُ مَعَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَأَتَيْتُ بِوَضُوئِهِ وَحَاجَتِهِ The one night I spent the night with the Prophet of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. They were somewhere. He had the opportunity to spend the night. فَأَتَيْتُهُ بِوَضُوئِهِ وَحَاجَتِهِ I presented some water to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم for him to perform his obligation and some other things that he needed. You know, in the middle of the night, Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم woke up. He happened to be there. He presented something to Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. فَقَالَ لِي سَلْمٌ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so touched that this man was there and he was waiting for the Prophet to wake up at night so he could serve him. The Prophet was so touched that he said, Sal, ask, what do you want? Tell me. Not that the Prophet would give himself, but he said, you ask me, I will ask Allah. But what is it that you desire? I will ask Allah on your behalf now. He could have asked for anything. You know, could have asked for anything. But this guy was smart. 
ambitious. He asked for the greatest thing a person could possibly ask for. As'aluka murafaqataka fil jannah. I want to be with you in Jannah. That's what I want. Don't want anything else. As the Urdu poet said, Nikal jaye dam tere ke niche yahi dil ki hasrat yahi hai. That my soul be extracted while I lie at your feet, O Messenger of Allah. This is all I dream of. This is all I desire. Nikal jaye dam tere ke niche yahi dil ki hasrat yahi hai. This is all I dream of. That. I could breathe my last while I lie with you, O Messenger of Allah. Teri mehraj ke tu loho qalam tak pohuncha. Meri mehraj ke meh tere qadmo tak pohuncha. Then when Allah decided to honor you, ascension occurred. He lifted you into the heavens, mehraj. But when Allah honored me, He delivered me to your feet, Rasulullah. That I found you and I was able to love you and recognize you and follow you and read about you and be inspired by you and see how amazing of a person you were. Michael Hart, famous 100 most influential people in history who was a non-Muslim writing this book. His number one name in that book was who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he as a non-Muslim argues that you can never challenge that. One of the greatest influencers in the history of mankind. So influential that Western Orientalists went as far as saying that he is a mythical figure. That just makes me smile. I love it. They denied his existence. They said he's a mythical figure. This cannot be a real person in history. Muslims made him up. He couldn't have been a real person. Here he says, As'aluka murafaqataka fil jannah. O Messenger of Allah, I ask you for your companionship in jannah. That's what I want. This is ulu al where a Sahabi is with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells them that in the battlefield, the battle of Uhud, uh, he said that Jannah lies ahead of you for those who are martyred in the battlefield. And he said, I'm not interested in waiting. And he jumped right into the battlefield. That this was his ambition. That's what I want. Now, every one of you ask yourselves, what is your ambition? What do you want with yourself? Are you aiming to just do the bare minimum and kind of just hope that you wing it on, jah- on the Day of Judgment? Is that what it is? Or are we actually setting ourselves real goals and saying, no, people before us did more with our lives. I can do more than a nine to four. I can do more with my life than that. I can raise my children with more ambition. And you know this issue of ambition, there is one very important factor here. If you want people to have ambition in society, it needs to be embedded in them from a young age. Parents need to mentor their children. Teachers need to mentor their students. You need mentors for ambition. When you have parents who are constantly talking you down, saying that you're a waste, you're a scum, you're no good, and they're constantly speaking ill of their children and telling them how everything they're doing in life, everything and whatever they're doing in life is wrong, you're not building ambition. What are you doing, folks? You're killing it. You're killing that ambition. But when you tell someone that you can do more, I know it, I believe in you, I trust you, I'm with you. Let's do it together. A fire comes into existence. And then that person locks their eyes and fixates on that goal and says, you know what? The hell, you know, whatever happens in life, I'm getting that goal. I'm going to do whatever I need to to get there. But there are, there are no dreams. Our dreams are lost in front of TV and watching Netflix, looking at fantasy. That's what our dreams are. 
He, reality is gone. Parents who actually knew how to parent and raise children have gone missing. The bar is so low. The goal is get them through high school and pay for their college and get them married and that's the end of our responsibility as long as they got a job, you figure the rest of it out. But as for creating leaders, creating thinkers, creating people who could be movers and shakers, those mentors are gone. I'll close today with a question that I asked one of my teachers over a decade ago. I asked him, I said, Sheikh, why is it that we don't have the likes of great giants that came in the early days of Islam? Where are the Imam Abu Hanifas gone in our day and age? Where are the Imam Maliks gone? Where are the Imam Bukhari's gone? Who had so much ambition that they gave their life to writing Sahih al-Bukhari. Writing Sahih al-Bukhari was not control C, control V, control C, control V. This was traveling through the world, putting your life on the line because of your love for the hadith of Rasulullah How does a person do that? I said, where are they gone? And he said to me, bring me the parents of Bukhari, I will give you another Bukhari tomorrow. Bring me the parents of Abu Hanifa and Ghazali, I will give you another Abu Hanifa and Ghazali tomorrow. And that day when he said it, it clicked. That all this time I've been thinking that it was, astaghfirullah, Allah's fault that it wasn't happening. Right? But in reality, the problem wasn't there, the problem was here. That we were doing a bad job as a community being mentors. Not fueling people, not trusting people, not raising the right men and women that, ne- that are needed for our time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. The path of spirituality is a beautiful one. But my friends, you need ambition. You want to find the love of Allah, it's yours. You need ambition. You want Jannah, it's yours. You need ambition. That's where this starts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and grant us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.